episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me is friend of the podcast. You've seen him excerpted around the internet, or maybe you've just read his articles directly at The Spool. Uh, it's Tim Stevens. Hi, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, it's going to be about a thousand degrees here where I live, so I'm glad we're doing this early because otherwise oh, I would just be. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have AC where you're at in your house? Uh, not where I'm at in my house. No, I'm up in. We have this loft above the garage where we don't have to worry about the kids or the dog. So, audio. Oh, okay. Things, but you're going to slowly watch me melt the longer we talk. So that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see you slowly deteriorate <laughs> as we talk about this movie. There you go. <laughs> so the movie we watched is You're So Cupid from 2010. You sure did. Uh, did you have <laughs> where it was from? Because that was one of the fascinating things when I looked it up. You could have told me it was filmed a week earlier or, um, I don't know, 1996, and they both would have seemed possible. <laughs> I when I looked it up and I saw it was 2010, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be like 2006 or 2007. Although that is very close to 2010, but True. I was like, oh, this is when I was in high school, like mm -hmm. in, like the girl's hair, and the the makeup, everything felt very early 2000s. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I uh, the one thing that obviously gives away like a lot of movies is the cell phones, but even then they seemed a little out of date. Oh yeah, as the compressed timeline, you know, I'm forgetting what cell phones were like ten years ago, but they seemed a little earlier than they should have been. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this story is about uh two twin girls, fraternal twins named Emma and Lily and their parents um I forget the parents names do you remember them uh, I know they're played by Lauren Holly and Brian Krause uh geez what were their names That's um close enough Daniel's the, Daniel's the <laughs> uh the dad is named Daniel although he is really oh yes that's somebody. true uh and mom mom's name was Audrey that's what it was Although I'm not sure they said that oh, more than once yes. in the entire movie. We just see it written down because at one point there's a letter writing scene that we'll get to. Uh, and he writes, or they <laughs> write as, as if their dad, Audrey. So that's as their parents. That. Yeah. Sort of a parent trap attempt, I uh, guess you could say. Yeah. This movie is very parent trap adjacent. Mm -hmm. Uh the twins know about each other and they grew up with each other, but when the mom leaves the dad, she takes one of the twins with her. Which is and then... wild to me. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I can understand that some they might like, I'm going to stay with dad tonight, or, you know, they might make their own decisions about where they're going to be that night, because apparently they live in the same town. Uh, but the, that they yeah. just went, so what we're going to do is the twins will never be same house unless they get permission and they're still going to have a curfew of 11 o'clock which i also thought was funny at one <laughs> one of the daughters says can i go see my sister and mom's response is yes but be back by 11 which is just bizarre <laughs> yeah because 
I could see either way of like either you have to be back by eleven or your dad's gonna have to take you to school, but he's already dropping off your sister off to school, so he'd probably be fine with that. You could probably stay right. over. It's it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their custody arrangement is such that they stay with one parent for a month and then they swap. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you say, they don't live with their sibling. Right. So they're and in the, they see each in other the, at school, but they never see each other besides that. <laughs> right. And in the context of the movie, it takes place about a month, I guess. There's like a few days at the very beginning that's in the previous month, and the rest of the time is in the next month. So effectively, it unfolds as if they live in separate houses all the, you know, that they own one only lives with dad and one only lives with mom. We know from context it's not the case, but it just is very funny, like, well, we chose our favorite twin, and that's how the living arrangement right. <laughs> There's the girl who likes horses, and she gets to stay with the dad where the horses are. Right. And then there's the girl who likes acting, and because and movies, acting doesn't yeah. need any special equipment. Oh, and right. movies, yeah. She watches a lot of movies see... with her mom. Right. Her mom is never not watching movies. If she's home, at least. There's scenes where she's outside the house, but when she's home, her mom is only eating mm-hmm. and movies. That's all mom does. To the point that I don't believe yeah. mom has a uh, although dad also has his, uh, dad's business, <laughs> it's uh, being on the cell uh-huh. phone in front of his computer because he works so hard. But there is no other like at no point do they even say like I don't know, dad's an architect or dad's got a big deal coming up. It's just he is always busy with business. Well, there is one scene where Emma and Lily their hobby, even though they. They have mm-hmm. other hobbies. Their main hobby, their main activity is to set up all their friends with uh, boys and right. or th- with girls. And it's <laughs> it takes up so much of their time uh, that one night they're up to like midnight trying to give advice to people via IM. And mm-hmm. but it, it's confusing because at one point we see that. Emma, I don't know. I can't. I keep mixing them up. The blonde one, who likes horses, whichever That's one Emma, that is. Yeah. Emma. Okay. Yes. She. Um. She's. I aming someone, and they're like, I just don't know what to do. And then she's like, Think about bath bubbles. And I was like, What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> that was. So this is a very chase movie overall. Um, yes. And you know, you mentioned you know. They're and like it's very hetero and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, they're they look fifteen. I think they're seventeen because at, at one point there's a flash forward and they're in college at that point. Oh, okay, so, so they must have only... been seniors. Right. Okay. But they do look and act fifteen. But there's this <laughs> IM conversation or text message. Okay, she mentions bubble bath. It's very like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> and I think it's, but it has the context of like. Well, think about throwing a bubble bath for It's just very out of step with the rest of the film. It really is. And it's weird because I think it's just supposed to be like, oh, she's always trying to help her friends and she's never thinking about romance Mm -hmm. for herself. And it's like, okay. But then they show you on screen what it is she's saying. And I'm like, so wait, is she also giving like sex advice? Like not just relationship and romantic advice. Right, which is what it seems like. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just about asking the guy out. It's like, 
It's like reading Cosmo in the mid '90s. Like he seems to be losing interest. What? Yeah, that's yeah, and I guess they must be giving good advice because everyone in the entire school comes to them for advice. Like they they don't well, ask. It other almost people seems like they all. just decide. Right. It almost seems like they just decide who dates. You know, there's <laughs> scenes where they're going up to and girls are like, who should I ask out? And they hand them a, a heart. Mm-hmm. And it says the person, most of the girls are super excited, but there's one girl who's like, well, what if I ask this person? They're like, no, no, not him either. The one on your card. That's equal. <laughs> this seems to be going beyond like, I think this would be a good connection. just, they decide who dates who at the school. <laughs> yeah. That was strange. Cause you would have thought that they'd be like, Oh, you don't like know that guy as well as you think you do. We think he's a bad match because of X, Y, and Z. But they give no rationale. They're just like, trust us. Those guys aren't a match. Right. The guy we gave you, a match. <laughs> and there's no implication that anyone had any crushes on anyone else beforehand. You know, none of the girls approach with, oh, I hope you know Jeremy says yes to me, and they're like, actually, Jeremy's a bad idea. You know, he's not into the same things you are. Eric is, or whatever the case may be. And similarly, none of the boys seem to have any agency. I mean, it's a Sadie Hawkins dance, so it's yeah. the girls who are asking. Even beyond that, none of the boys except for, oh, what's his name, Elliot, um, seem to have any specific interest. In, oh, Elliot, and then there's a, another sort of, I guess he's supposed to be a nerd who asks out the popular attractive girl. Um, yeah. All the other boys just literally like, Oh, you, okay. I guess I'm dating this person. <laughs> there is no sense of uh, any kind of romantic feelings existing before these two sisters deem them to exist. At which point, everybody is off to the races. Yeah. Like they have this get to know you party and uh, get to know your date party, but the way you just see them interacting in the background with their various dates, the way they're interacting is as if they have been dating for some time. <laughs> so I don't know what the. They're also magical, apparently. So maybe, yeah, um, maybe you know, it's unknowingly the magic. It's like a WandaVision thing. They've been unknowingly manipulating everyone around them for years. <laughs> yeah, at this point in the movie, we don't actually know that they're magic. So the way that this is unfolding doesn't make it too takes much a while. sense. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. like, what? I mean, I guess that's a fun activity. And if you're just like, oh, I. I I want to be dating someone, but I don't have any special feelings for anyone specific, and I'm open to dating whoever you want me to. Right. Then I guess that works. The idea that it's so many people is what's strange, because usually in a right. group of that large, there's people who have preferences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no moment like, I don't know, their friend asks some guy out, and he says no, and then she comes to him and says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really want to go to the dance, but so and so said no. And they say, well, you know, uh, Tom from your history class is really nice. We could set you up with him. There's no implication that they have to do this. It's just as though they feel compelled to come to these girls and say, please set me up. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there seems to be, it's completely, it's completely devoid of romance until it's not. And then it's full all in. Right. So they, they keep skipping class so that they can help people say the right things at one point that nerd wants to mm-hmm. um ask the pretty girl out on a date and so he texts them and then they have him wear an earpiece <laughs> and it is the largest most conspicuous earpiece 
He appears to plug it into the old Nokia brick phone. And <laughs> so maybe there weren't wireless earbuds. I don't remember, but there is no effort to conceal this whatsoever. No. Uh, the only reason it seems that his the girl he's trying to ask out doesn't notice is I think she has her eyes closed the whole time. She has uh, her eyes closed most seems, of the time. Right. And she also seems completely disinterested in him. Even after she says yes, she seems to have zero interest in as a human being. So. Yeah, she's like, eh, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't have plans on Saturday. You asked me out. That's fine. Right. Either I have a good time or a mediocre time, and then I'll never talk to you again. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we ever see them together again i mean i think we see them at the dance at the very end together but there's oh, no yeah, other interactions true. between these two no uh but when we first see them they are very like he is very much a um although he has no other signifiers he's a nerd we can tell because he has a hard time talking to her i guess is what we're supposed to take from that uh oh, yeah, but her character is just he shows up and she says you're in my light uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to tan he seems very dismissive of him. He compliments her as if he's a Renaissance poet. And well, that's she at the direction of those is. girls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she initially reacts to that as if it's weird because it super is. Yeah. Uh, but then he says something about how he crossed hot coals just to touch her. I think is the advice no, to No, that was the and, thing that he was supposed oh, okay. to say. And what he does say is, <laughs> uh, to okay. spend a moment with you. <laughs> mm. And suddenly she's like, oh, that's interesting. And then he asks her out and she says yes. And that's the, as far as we know, they're happily ever after after that. Yeah. I guess she just wants to be adored. And so he seems to adore her. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Which, although it does point to what I noticed as the movie goes on, is everyone is, um, stereotypical is not quite the right word, neither is shallow, but everyone is very, like, gender roly. You know, okay. there are references to, like, boys are super shallow. Um, and it's not delivered. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. Seem like it's meant to be like mean or nasty. It just seems like, well, you know how it is. Boys are shallow, and everyone's yeah. like, yeah, that's true. We're shallow. <laughs> and there's a certain lines too that are similarly like, wow, that's super like gendered. But also, it doesn't seem as if the world has a problem with it. You know, at no point is anyone pushed back against that. Or no, I don't know. It's very like it's very casually gendered. I guess I'd say. Yeah, everyone's just kind of accepting. It is what it is. What are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I the the part where Emma is consulting someone via IM late at night. She does talk to her dad about, oh, your business is about um, is a matchmaking business too, but it's all about statistics oh. and it's like an algorithm that That's sets people right. up. And I'm different. That's right. Right. But that, that is the one reference, which and it makes sense because as we'll get to, there is reasons why he would be interested in that business. business. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, that is the time we hear anything about that. And it, in terms of, you know, we never hear about specific issues he's having with it. He is just a man who is always on his phone or in front of his computer. And sometimes he has lots of coffee cups around his computer. <laughs> he is very late working hard. Yeah. It's, I'm not 
he owns his own business and he's very successful. They have a very large house on a ranch with horses. I was going to say, clearly they're very successful. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. It looks like they live yeah. on a golf course that no one is yeah. using. Like, that, they just, yeah. just make their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how many acres their, their property is, but it's a lot. Um, right. But I don't know if he has, like, any employees. Um. He doesn't, doesn't have like an know. office space other outside of his home, but he is like gone during the day. I guess he takes the work home. He doesn't even really. <laughs> maybe he doesn't even really seem to have an office in the house. He we see him working at sort of like a an island or something like that off of the kitchen. We never actually yeah. see him. I think there's a shot of an office at one point, but he isn't working in it at the time. So it implies that even though he does have office space, he just works in the kitchen all the time. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but that was the main issue with his wife is that he never had time for right. family because he was working at all hours and she got fed up and she walked out and took one of the kids and now they have this weird arrangement where they swap out kids once a month. Um, right. And they're not divorced. No. They may not even be legally separated. Mom just lives separate. Yeah. And that is the initial apparently his work but then as the film goes on it, they keep saying the issue is he doesn't run after her so they yeah. seem to be stuck <laughs> in this pattern where they talk set she storms out and he lets her go um so it's this it's the trope of like oh you should chase her but maybe not you know maybe it's healthy <laughs> that he says like well she seems to need space i'll talk to her later <laughs> but yeah. that just makes mom angrier every time why didn't he chase after me? It's like, well, in real life, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird thing in movies. All women who storm mm-hmm. off want to be chased. And right. when they're not, it's like, oh, well, then he never really cared. Otherwise, he would have come after me. And mm-hmm. it's like, there are other ways of reading that behavior. <laughs> right. Like, maybe like, he's just you respecting your wishes. Said, well, clearly, she needs... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She seemed upset. I'm going to give her some time. <laughs> right. But they're both very stubborn people, and so he can't, you know, be responsible in any way, and she can't be responsible in any way. Um, so they're just, mm-hmm. you know. She she also seems kind of out of it the entire time. So I don't know if she's just eating a lot or if she's on, like, some sort of altering thing, because she's just not all there. Yeah. <laughs> So I think this movie was filmed in Utah because the two lead, the two girls who play twins are, they both have the fact that they live in Utah plays very prominently in their bios. Mm-hmm. And so I assume that this is cast at least for uh, someone in Utah. So, and, and both of the lead actresses are uh, self-identified as Mormon, which I only mentioned as significant because I feel like in another movie, it would have been made clear that mom is drinking a bit or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she's taking some sort of med- this breakup to handle it that's not spoken of at all but no. lauren holly is clearly made to portray mom as if she's going through something like <laughs> <Yep>. that <laughs> she has this sort of weird sleepy like not quite there all the time feel and it's very strange because all the implications of mom has an issue with substances without ever actually saying mom has a bit of an issue with substances i don't know it could just be that like 
it's almost from the daughter's perspective and so the daughter is like not seeing mm-hmm. it so she's just like oh mom's real right. sad <laughs> and it's like honey i think more right. going on than that but all right <laughs> there's a part where yeah, like, there's a scene where mom oh go ahead oh I well five minutes <laughs> probably but like um the girl who likes acting, Lily, uh, is saying she's going to try out to be Juliet in Romeo and Juliet. And so the mom's like, you're going to be amazingly amazing. <laughs> and she ends up saying that like twice because she's just like does not have words right now. <laughs> it's beyond her. I don't know the if that was thing, the thing you're going to mention. One point. No, the last thing it was at one point, Lily is leaving. Lily's the actress. Um, and mom is asleep on the couch with a not half eaten but almost half eaten pie on her stomach. <laughs> yes. Uh, and mom is leaving, and they have a conversation. But mom refers to the pie she's had, which I believe is supposed to be raspberry, but she puts too many letters into it. So I don't know if it's supposed <laughs> to be like a combination, or she was just having a hard time with the word raspberry. But it does give me again the effect that like mom had too much to drink, passed out. And- and woke up with half-eaten pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a razzleberry pie, but I think it comes out like a yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, a razzleberry pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the mom, she's not doing all right. Uh, she's either eating way too much food in front of the TV, or she's crying during nin- during a ninja assassin movie. <laughs> Because ninjas yeah. have feelings too, is <laughs> what her line is. That's right. She explains. Um, and there's a Sadie Hawkins dance coming up. They're helping all their friends. They have like profiles on each of them. They have printouts of all the pictures of all their friends, and mm-hmm. they write, you know, this person has body odor, but I think this person won't mind, so I'll put them together. <laughs> and this person likes that. That is literally one of the that. things that gets mentioned. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are like, he's into math, but he doesn't like English. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I don't necessarily know that you need to put somebody together because of that, but interesting at least. But yeah, one of them is, yeah, he smells. <laughs> wow, all right. But but all, still no hesitation to fuck him up with somebody, which I thought, I guess is he could tell, uh, it's nice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he got uh, he got train of them, but it's just very funny. It's like, yeah, he likes math and doesn't like English. Oh, and this guy stinks. That's his facto. <laughs> You'd think that they'd like send him a helpful hint of like, hey, maybe mm. shower before you come to school. <laughs> right. Like maybe your time yeah, I mean, of showering needs to movie. shift. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing about this movie, for I, which is nice, I guess, is there is no like makeover scene. There's no. That's true. Even the nerdy kid, the the really who's supposed to be very attractive suntanning um, girl. Uh, there's no implication that like he needs to change it all or she needs to change it all. It's just a matter of these girls sort of sensing the possibility of them connecting is all mm-hmm. that needs to happen. There is that, at least. There's no scene of, you know, uh, they had to put a nice suit on the nerdy boy or mm-hmm. the nerdy girl needs to take off her glasses and her hair and then everything will be fine. So yeah, that's something. Yeah. Um, the parents are pretty permissive of pretty much everything the kids want to do they keep cutting class Mm -hmm. but they're not really in trouble and then they end up having a pool party where they continue to match people up 
Um, a pool then... party that is entirely planned without dad's permission, right? He yes. walks in as she's planning. <laughs> and, That's and true. It's, clearly, it's like the next day and it's been planned <laughs> for a while. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And it's... it is a day after they found out that it's, they skipped class multiple times in the week, never mind yeah. the month, so. And then, like, the parents are even pushing back on the principal when they meet with the principal. Because she's, the mom's like, oh, come on, principal, haven't you skipped class a little bit? And it's like, that's immaterial. <laughs> it's just such a I'm weird a <laughs> Right. Like, even if that's it's true, the principal's the like, rules. like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I should do, they, they should get three gimmies a year. Even so, they've used up their right. gimmies if you decide that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, but it doesn't also seem to impact their schoolwork at all. There's never any... Um, I mean, the, the only scenes we see in school are actually in the drama class, right? Or I guess yeah. there's another classroom, but it's like unnamed subject. Uh, but it doesn't seem to interfere with their classwork at all. There's never seen no. where somebody says, like, class, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Everybody's pretty cool. Girls doing whatever they want. Which, again, could be because they're magic, but the movie never makes that explicit. <laughs> they make, or it could just be because they, they the feel bad of. about splitting up, and so they're like, uh, I guess we'll just let the kids do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know. It takes a long time for the movie to kind of establish the kids like setting people up and they're kind of spoiled, but they're sweet girls. And this this takes a long mm-hmm. time. And then finally they see the new boy come to school and it's Elliot's uh cousin. Elliot played Romeo right. to Lily's Juliet earlier and they seem to have a moment. But so Elliot's cousin now goes to their school and he stands up for the nerd boy. Uh, the girl's ex-boyfriend doesn't like that the nerd boy is going out with his ex-girlfriend, tries to rough him up and the cousin steps in his name is Connor and he's like, hey man right. chill out <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and that is the last we will ever see of that <laughs> right, Smith Yeah, yeah but yeah. that's the last we'll ever see of the boy that's the last we'll see of that conflict there's no <laughs> consequences for nope. the cousin there's no consequences for the school bully besides getting pushed around this one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a movie that often remarkably free of conflict. Like there is no ramifications <laughs> for almost anyone. Nope. <laughs> uh, this is just to establish, hey, Connor's cool. We're going to follow right. Connor now for a bit. <laughs> and also Connor's new because we need to know that, um, because of this ongoing matchmaking thing, the girls have never participated themselves. They've never matched themselves up with anybody. They seem to go to all these events, but they're always single. They're never yeah. with someone. So they need a new element to have someone to have a crush on. This is the sort of as well. Yeah. So um, earlier, Emma said to her dad that he would be the first to know if she fell in love. And uh, he comes mm-hmm. home and she wants to tell him, I've fallen in love with someone, which seems a bit much. <laughs> like, I had crushes in high school, and I don't right. think I ever told my parents about any of them. <laughs> well, and even for a teenager to go from, I met this kid today, he's cute, to I am in love with this man. Yeah. Really fast. 
even I'm not even sure she had talked to him at that point. Yeah, exactly. She didn't say any words. Even had a conversation. Right. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, hi, how you doing? And the girls just stare, you know, all gaga. But they don't say anything. They're just right. like, and then he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> and she's like, I'm in love yeah. with him. I and need to tell my dad. <laughs> Right. And even in the context, let's say they have a relationship where they tell each other things uh, because of the divorce, you know, because of the separation or whatever the case may be. She doesn't just say, hey, I met this boy. I'm really into him. You know, I, I said I'd tell you if I ever met somebody I was interested in. Uh, instead, she makes him like a full dinner and uh, it's going to be an event. But of course, he's a busy businessman, so he can't participate in the dinner and she leaves it in the sink for him. Uh, but it's just very funny. She's not just going to tell him. She's going to, like, have a wine and candles kind of situation, which seems, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was strange, because at first I thought, oh, maybe that's one of the chores she has to do in her home is is make dinner Mm. sometimes, and it's her night to make dinner. And he's working late, and we're still establishing he's working late. And I was so annoyed with him when Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, we'll just order a pizza later. And it's like, yeah, but she has food ready now, like... Even if you right. just say, I'm so sorry, I can't eat with you. I'll take the food and thank you for it and clean up the dishes when I'm done working. Mm-hmm. That's better than just being like, I'm not eating this food. No, I'm just going to buy a pizza. Right. <laughs> I was so annoyed by that whole conversation. <laughs> but then, or yeah, it seems like she, she did. did it specifically to tell him that she's in love. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and with the pizza thing, too, he doesn't just say, a pizza now i'll have some later he says we can order pizza later and it's clear from context it is dinner time so essentially he's telling his daughter like i am too busy to eat right now which means you don't get to eat either until like 9 30 <laughs> or something I'm... yeah and it's like it would be one thing if he was like oh go ahead and eat without me i'll warm it up later or go ahead and eat without right. me and i'll order a pizza later but yeah like we must eat together and i must get this done therefore you have to wait <laughs> and it's like well in which case why didn't you tell me that you were gonna work late before i spent all this time making the damn dinner <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> but yeah it's very important that she tells people immediately that she's fallen in love because she's never fallen in love before so then she calls her sister and she has to tell her sister in person so she's like get over here so her sister takes her moped over <laughs> and I don't know why it was very funny to the see way her they the shoot moped. her sister running the moped oh my gosh <laughs> the way they shoot her so there are two or three scenes of Lily riding a moped and they're all shot like superhero shots or like horror movie villain shots uh, a lower angle of the front from the front of the from the moped uh-huh. And depending on context, time it's bizarre though. Like so, <laughs> yes. one time it's because she's do something wrong, and one time it's because she's super happy. But both times it makes it very creepy. <laughs> well, it's obvious that she's not actually driving a moped. So the- oh no, absolutely, it's definitely a uh, green screen behind her. But <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like, how do we shoot this in a way that doesn't make it obvious that she's not on a moped i guess we'll go from below and we'll frame her very right. close and then we'll see a little bit of sky behind her and then that will be the easiest way <laughs> i will give the movie credit there's some stuff like in terms of like photoshop and special effects and stuff but even though it's old and cheap mm-hmm. 
it's not too terrible because their magic is pretty minimal. Again, we're what, like 45 minutes into the right. movie before we get to the magical part? <laughs> it's it's over 50 minutes because I stopped it when, it when they finally revealed <laughs> that that was a thing. Well, the, that's not true. It's 45 minutes when we see like the, there's their magic associated with like fairy dust. There is glimpses yeah. of fairy dust about 45 minutes in. And then it's another like nine minutes before they explain <laughs> what the heck that was what all. What the hell is happening? <laughs> And it's just, it's the premise of the movie. It's in the title. You're so Cupid. They are the daughters of Cupid. And yet we can't get told that until much later. So anyways, Lily comes over. Emma's like, I'm in love. But of course, she's like, I'm not going to tell you until he says yes to the Sadie Hawkins dance. And Lily's like, okay. Also, by the way, I'm in love. And no one thinks, oh, are we both in love with the new person? Since it both seemed right. to happen Right, we've never today. been in love before. <laughs> <laughs> this has never so been a strange this moment. And there's only one thing that's new that's happened. But certainly that's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, these things are connected. <laughs> but yeah, it's very strange that they don't put together the fact that there's a new boy and they're both in love on the same day. Right. How could it be anything else? I don't know, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> and then they both have to ask him to the Sadie Hawkins dance, and they can't just go up to him and be like, hey, do you want to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance? They have to do like a promposal. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, maybe that's a thing now, but uh, definitely wasn't a thing when I was in high school. You know, pe- girls ask guys for the Sadie Hawkins dance, but it was considerably more low key than uh, prom. Apparently, it's either because this is just the way the girls do things, or I, I'm old and things have advanced. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I I feel like it was definitely after I was in school when the promposal became a thing, where people would like get mm. the marching band involved or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. So maybe this but was I've around at least that heard time. Of a, I don't know. Heard of a Sadie Hawkins thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um. The blonde girl, she uh, knows that he likes baseball and writes on a baseball. Will you go to Sadie Hawkins with me? We'll have a ball. Ha ha. And then sticks it in a box and puts it on. Which is pretty funny. (laughs) She sticks it on the front patio. And then she, like, dives out of frame. Which actually did get a laugh from me. Because I I love when people are really exaggerate (laughs) (laughs) what they're doing. Yeah. Especially because she just needed to walk left. If she walked left <laughs> far enough, he never. Then she she makes a production of diving into the bushes, and then she's trapped there until yeah. he leaves. Um. So his cousin Elliot is over, and he's like, "Oh wow, I I got asked to the Sadie Hawkins dance," and uh, Elliot's uh, concerned that he hasn't gotten his yet, so he calls his mom, and he's like, "Mom, let me know if somebody left me something." And then someone <laughs> knocks at the back door to leave something at the back door, and it's Lily, and she has <laughs> filled a cake pan with water. <laughs> and frozen it, yeah. And then she, well, before she, she put a card in a plastic, a Ziploc bag, put that in the water, froze it, and when you open the card, it says, I would melt if you would take me to the city, or if you would go with me to the city. Right. But I don't just 
he must have had to wait quite some time for that to defrost. <laughs> it just it seems like a choice to make. You know, if he had found it right away, he would have waited hours before he could figure out what it was about. <laughs> Well, when he picks it up, it's already slopping water everywhere. So I guess she waited until it was like mm-hmm. half unfrozen before she put it at his door. <laughs> but Maybe. it's such a strange. But then the other twist. question is if, right, if he didn't find it right away, if you know he wasn't home and he got it two hours later, it just would have been water. And would yeah. the reference have made any sense to him? <laughs> I don't know. Also, I feel like. Yeah, it's like a little message about like, oh, I melt for you, haha. But at least the other one, he has mm-hmm. a baseball. Like, there's a gift element. With, uh, I mean, I guess he could keep right. the cake pan. That is a, if cake he likes pan. to bake, I don't know. Maybe he get super into baking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, what am I supposed to do with a block of ice, which is now water? Like, this is impractical, and now I have to wait for it to, like, defrost or stick a, like a what do you call it, a hair dryer to it or something like. What an right. inconvenient thing. Yeah. I'm, in my opinion, Emma definitely won the... Uh, I don't know why I pronounced Emma that way. Uh, Emma definitely won the <laughs> proposal in this one. Yeah. Actually, so, that raises a thing that happens throughout the movie, is it's very clear that Emma is sort of more... I don't know how to put it. Um, suited to him? Stacking the deck for her. You know, she's more sophisticated. She's, but she's clearly sort of like has the better angle on this kid than Lily does. <laughs> um, where, the, where the mom is watching a movie with Lily, and it's an old black and white movie, which makes the comments sort of fascinating. Lily says, "I wonder which of them he's going to marry," and the mom's response is, "Oh, he's going to marry the hot blonde." And Emma is blonde, and Lily is not. <laughs> and so it's very clear tells you by the way this is what's going to happen uh but it's just very like it's cute too you know you don't have to be mean about it but then the next line is well men are so so it's a weird thing where it's like well emma's going to get the guy but also it's just because i don't yeah emma's not a better choice necessarily they're not better suited to each other it's just that she's the hot blonde what are you gonna do men (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like what also, yeah. <laughs> it makes it seem like the mom is bitter because the dad was, like, cheating on her with some blonde or something. And it's like, so far as right. we know, that is not well, part of their story. No, and also, Lauren Holly is blonde in this movie. So there's also that thing where you're like, well, your hair is blonde, so why are you angry at blondes? I don't understand. <laughs> I guess she's kind of like a strawberry blonde in this movie. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's it's very strange. It it's like I don't know where your bitterness is coming from. I don't know what the movie is trying to tell me about the characters yeah. or about what's going on in that moment. <laughs> it's very strange. Um Oh, and then finally we get the first thing about magic cuz Connor opens up the box yes. and there's a bunch of like purple stuff that flies in his face and he sneezes. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> and right. Then, As if he is just taking some sort of hallucinogenic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he does the same thing when he opens up Lily's card. Um, and then he sneezes again. And it makes me feel like maybe he's allergic mm-hmm. to magic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, does this happen all the time when you uh, 
No magic powder? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's able to see the magic or if that's for our benefit. But later it seems that everyone's I... able to see it. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a scene where... So Connor gets blissed out on this magic stuff and <laughs> falls in love with both basically and acts like a super creep afterwards. There's a scene <laughs> in drama where he's falling over chairs to Connor, but like bouncing between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And there is zero subtlety in him at all. Like he literally crawls over his cousin at one point. <laughs> um, she has purple... Um, fingernails um, or it appears she has fingernails um nail polish and then there's like a puff of this energy again and elliot notices wait weren't your fingernails purple just a second ago so i don't know if her fingernails weren't painted but appeared purple because she was like loading them up with magic subconsciously Uh or they were and when she used the magic, it obliterated her nail polish. But one of the two happens. <laughs> I think it's the first. I think her magic is purple. Because when he opens up the card from right. her, there's a bunch of purple glitter everywhere. So I think her mm-hmm. magical energy is all purple. <laughs> and her sister's is like more of a pinkish gold kind of thing. Like a rose color, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So... It's strange because at first they don't understand that there's a magical component to what's happening. It just seems that he's into both of them. And they seem very forgiving of this. Right. They are not mad at him at all. They're only upset with each other. Yeah. Uh, which I get is for plot purpose. But not knowing that he is being magically influenced, he comes across, like I said, as a super creep. Like a <laughs> real jerk. Cause, like, and there is a scene where he is holding Emma... And he blows Lily a kiss at the same yeah. time. And yeah. not subtlety either. No. Is looking at him at the time. So there is no, like, he's not, like, being crappy. He just does not care. And if you didn't think he was under the influence of something, you'd be like, oh, shit, this guy's a monster. Why would I want to talk to him? <laughs> it's especially but gross. They I seem think... perfectly fine with it. Yeah. It's especially gross, though, because they're sisters. There's something really insidious about a guy that wants to go after two people from the same family that I'm just like, ah, <laughs> don't do that. Right. And the movie and the movie seems sort of divorced from that. Like, we know because we exist in the world that twins is sort of a weird, creepy thing that guys can be yeah, into. Yeah, a weird but fetish the movie that seems people have. That might, right. But the movie seems to have zero awareness a thing that exists in the world so it never like discusses it or acknowledges it but that makes it weirder somehow because you're like you're unfortunately this world's a hellish place and a terrible place but you're teenage twins there's no way you haven't heard from some jerk guy in your class some joke about you know with the two of you but there is no acknowledgement that anyone would ever do anything they they are very sheltered and and sweet Right. And between that and not acknowledging magic, it makes Connor seem like a, just a bizarre human being. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and the fact, I'm, at least we have Elliot, his cousin, who is uh-huh. into drama and wants to be Romeo, because he's able to look at this and he's like, what? What are you doing? Like, you should stop. You right. should pick one. And like, <laughs> 
do you still like him? He's like hanging all over your sister. Like he's the w- one voice of reason. This entire mm-hmm. movie, this entire movie is filled with yeah. like creeps and weirdos. And there's this one man, Elliot, <laughs> who's like, okay, stop. What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Elliot, you're right. What indeed? <laughs> yeah. Because Connor asks him at one point, like, what if I just went with them both? And because he is high on his magic, he does <laughs> sort of like surfer cam. Like, dude, man, it'd be pretty cool, right? And then it's like, no, you can't. And, but they give this terrible line to Elliot. They're like, he's like, why not? And Elliot's line should be, what do you mean, why not? It's obvious why you can't. But instead, Elliot has one of these gendered lines where he says, because girls don't share. It's oh, like, right, That's right. It's not why, Elliot. It's because they're sisters. You can't date both of them at the same time, especially at the same dance. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, uh, Anyways. <laughs> so then uh, there's a. There's been two. There's two parties before the Sadie Hawkins dance that the twins are putting on. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know, a tubing event that they hand out flyers during. And they're like, go tubing right. with us. Yep. And then there's another get to know your date party and so um that appears to take place in a pool hall but i'm guessing that's actually dad's basement i'm assuming it's their basement yeah but right uh lily doesn't know anything about it emma planned it all on her own and invited everyone and then Mm -hmm. one of their mutual friends calls lily to say um why aren't you here and i thought you were dating elliot and i think you guys would be so cute together and i love seeing how your sister is now with connor they're a really cute couple too anyways you should come and lily's like (laughs) (laughs) right so that's funny because it implies that at some point someone said that her date was elliot which i assume was her sister yeah why did she do you we know that Elliot is interested in her because we've seen, you know, the way he interacts with her. But there's no other, there's no acknowledgement of it until much later in the movie. However, it makes it seem like the sister decided they should be together. Which, it, if she thought that they would be a good match even before Connor, she probably should have told her sister, like, "Hey, right, you and Elliot seem to have real, or something like that." Given that this is their business yeah. uh, or their hobby, uh, and she's never told her, like. Have you thought about dating Elliot? So it's it's very strange. Like she seems to have an awareness of it because she's implying to everyone that they're going together. But mm-hmm. why wouldn't she give her up? I don't know. I it feels like she has to give Lily a fake date so that they can't both say that they're going with Connor. So she's like, right. I'm going with Connor, and Lily's going with uh, Elliot. <laughs> right. You wonder if there was some sort of like usual suspect scene that they cut where she was like looking around a bit a bulletin board <laughs> well lily can't come she's going to be at the um uh, mathlete event and she's going to the dance though i know with uh, uh ellie <laughs> she's like pointing <laughs> and also she's... she loves staplers oh never mind that last one <laughs> she loves what staplers <laughs> oh. just whatever she could see Right. She sees like an E.T. stuffed toy and she's like, uh, Elliot. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait, there's a boy in our school named Elliot. Perfect. That works. That works. That's pretty great. That was close. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't say extraterrestrial. <laughs> that would have been hard to pull off. 
Well, uh, it, the yeah. friend calling gives us an idea to talk about the weird vibe that these girls give off. So there is no mean girl kind of plot line in this movie. There's no like popular and unpopular kids. There's not, you know, besides the implication that there's this one nerd boy and there's one very pretty girl and they end up together. There's no mm-hmm. like in uh, group or group thing. However, there are three girls that are always together, mm-hmm. and one of three of them delivers all her lines as if she is in Mean Girls and is one of the plastic people, mm-hmm. but she is one of the plastics, rather. But she's never actually one of them. You know, like, she's never going to fall behind where she's mean or anything like that, but she delivers her lines with this sinister edge, so waiting for her to, like, do something cruel to the sisters or, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the back and it just never happens so it's a very weird like is that just a dramatic choice she made or was there you know a script was there more of a you know uh these are the popular girls these are the unpopular girls kind of thing it, it never goes anywhere but even when she calls lily she's 100 percent being sincere when she calls lily and says why aren't you here it'd be great if you showed up i heard you're dating elliot that sounds wonderful but the way she delivers the lines, it makes it seem like she's said she's trying to like twist the knife or oh, something. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Like, oh, I see you're not here. I hope you're not upset about something. <laughs> it's just, I hope I that you don't feel left out. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just reminds oh, me. Your sister and Connor—they're so in love. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the one time uh, I went to college in Orlando and I went back home to West Palm for the summer and uh, some of my mm-hmm. friends were going to go to this club and they're like oh let's go and I was like okay great and I thought this was a club they went to all the time or something and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way over it comes out like well actually that one girl that's in our group she's having a party and she didn't invite us so we have to get a whole group together and show up so that she knows that we have other friends. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Jeez. so you don't, you don't actually <laughs> no. want to hang out with me. I'm just a body to be like, I'm friends with this other girl and we don't need you. Right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that man. this phone call definitely had that energy of like, whatever, we have mm-hmm. other friends, you know, like we don't need to be invited right. to everything. It's like, whatever. It's like, doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. And and Lily is so incensed. And she's been really kind about the whole dress thing we didn't say earlier. Um, right. So I was going to say, this is the, the dress scene. Yeah. There is, they go dress shopping with mom. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they that go to the mall. A little while before. Yeah. Right. And there is a purple dress they both like, right? In the yeah. window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the purple right. dress they both like. And they both like it. Yeah, I think, it, although the movie does not make that clear until one of them is wearing it, because there are three dresses in the window, and the camera holds it in a three shot. It never zooms in <laughs> on the dress that they're both into. So the, you're like, wait, do they like the same dress? Or did they both see something in the window that like? But it makes In fact, they both like the same dress. Um, and this is before they know they're also interested in the same guy. Yeah. So they're still on each other's side at this point. They're still yeah. super excited for one another. They both love at the same time, but there's mm-hmm. no way it could possibly be this new guy. That's crazy. Why would it be the only person who's new in our lives? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Emma runs in in front of Lily and gets the dress. 
and wears it and styles it and then says to Lily, oh, you should try it on too. Uh, but Lily is like, no, there's a there's a yellow one over there. I'll wear it instead. Um, and I was, this made which, me so mad. If you love this, <laughs> like, beautiful, satiny, purple right. dress, you obviously can't wear the same dress as your sister. That would be crazy. Right. But there's lots of other satiny, like, jewel-colored well, dresses. Why would you wear that frumpy-ass yellow dress as if that's the only right. other thing? At this point, she's just like wearing a burlap sack and being like pity me i'm like no 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 you wear a dress that you like that is not the same purple dress like wear a different right. purple dress if you like purple like wear a different or wear, dress exactly i was gonna say wear the same style dress but in a different color it'll be cute because your sister's like no one will think anything of it right, right. Like, you'll, you'll, um yeah but and she wears like way- this really like almost daytime appropriate dress rather than like a an elegant like evening wear kind of thing and it looks like really young right. and i'm like what the hell are you doing lily stop it you don't want this dress <laughs> yeah, i know you don't she... want this dress <laughs> and the way she first says it is as if again as if she's a suspect and she noticed something on the billboard it was the first thing she saw <laughs> uh, well i like that uh that yellow dress over there and, and but it's ultimately what she wears so apparently she went through with it but it does have the feel of like, I'll just tell my sister whatever so she gets the dress she wants. Yeah. Um, but also, it is not even in the same class of dress. It's like a dress you'd wear, a nice enough dress to wear like to the school picnic or, mm-hmm. you know, or at, Easter. At the get to know you party. Yeah. Very Easter because of the color too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. A- it's not a prom type dress, which is what the dress Emma is trying on. So they didn't even bother giving her at least something that was in the same, you know, area of fashion address. And from a movie standpoint, they never give Lily her, oh my God, you look amazing in that dress moment, like they give Emma in the store. You know, it's not, they don't make it a montage where Lily tries on stuff and, oh, she finds the one too. It's just like, the randomly pointed out dress she chose that's the mm-hmm. one she gets to wear later mm-hmm. and then nobody's like gosh you look incredible it's like oh that's that's the dress you wore that's nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then um she lily's mad later and she's like, mm-hmm. I've been nice about the stupid dress. And then my sister has a whole party behind my back where she can see Connor and I'm mad. So I'm going to go on my moped again and look real mad in my pink helmet. Ooh. And it's like, you can't look mad, sweetie. You look so it adorable. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she gets That's very her. much a scene that I thought they should have. I was going to say, they should have scored it with the uh, theme or the Wicked Witch theme from Oz. Oh, sure. Just, just angle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she gets there and she uh, sees the purple dress and it looks like she has like a bleach pen and it turns out it's just a white pen that's washable. But whatever. A and washable then, white marker. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to town on this dress. <laughs> And we think it's just like splotches everywhere to ruin the dress. But later we see it's the words, he's mine, he's mine, he's mine, all over the dress, which makes her seem totally demented. Which gives her a, I was going to say, which gives her like a crazy edge. But I was like, oh, that's (laughs) 
they never really do anything with that. But yeah, it does give her like she's just out of control now. <laughs> oh boy! So then it's like Cruella. Um... She's gonna show up in like a dress, you know, with mask on, and she's gonna have dogs with her. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but no, it's her personality. No. Oh, so then the uh, the blonde girl Emma uh, decides. Uh, that she's gonna ruin her sister being able to get the um, Juliet role. She's gonna make her late for mm-hmm. the uh, reading, the audition, and right. so she calls and pretends to be the teacher. And mom writes a note saying that it got moved, but it didn't really get moved, and she can't read for it. And Elliot has been made Romeo, and Megan, the girl who seems like a bitch but doesn't actually do anything particularly bitchy. Gets right, to be it's never actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so she's all. And sad. that one, woman, I, yeah, and that one, you know, it's not great. She drew on her dress, obviously, but that was at least dance related. You know, it was sort of yeah. on the field of play. Yeah, goes ahead and takes away the opportunity she's been thinking about for months. It's like, that's yeah. just that's really rough. That doesn't change like the calculus of whether Connor's going to say yes to you or her at all. That was no. just something you did to be me. Yeah, that that one. And that, but to give Lily credit, li- yeah, Lily goes even farther. <laughs> so this entire time, Emma has like extensions down to her waist, so she has just like mountains just a of huge curly amount of hair. hair, and yeah. um, <laughs> she like looks like a. A doll is how much hair she has. <laughs> she barely looks human. Yeah, it's very so like uh, it's very like Raphael painting kind of thing. Like just mm-hmm. this mountains of <laughs> hair that she has. Um, and I'm not great about wigs and things like that. But this is one of those times that I was like, her hair is weird, right? Like there's just too much <laughs> of it. And it turns out, yes, of course. Yeah. Later scene coming. <laughs> so. Um... <laughs> Lily sneaks over. Well, she she acts like, I'm going to go see my sister, Mom. And then her mom's like, we'll be back at 11. She's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, goes over, sneaks <laughs> into Emma's room. And I don't know if it was supposed to be she just, like, took huge chunks out of her hair or made it all a lot shorter. Because we never see her look, like, crazy haired. She's just done, like, a right. haircut afterwards to make it okay. But she, like, takes off, like, six inches of hair. It's, like, a lot. It's not right. a small thing. Yeah. It, Emma sits up in the morning, and she does, like, you know, the usual thing, and just tons of hair is coming off of her. But mm-hmm. you're right. We never see the actual Um, And in, in a funny way, it plays because we don't see the actual results as if um, Lily went in the middle of the night and styled her sister's hair in a different <laughs> yeah, way. Exactly. She was like super meticulous about it and was like, well, I'm going to take off about six inches, but I'm going to blend and I'm going to layer. So don't worry. <laughs> it's not just a cross. It's like very uh, right. beautifully done and styled. And yep. yeah, it's not a blunt shop and at all. Emma does say at one point, Emma does say at one point, like, oh my God, it's like I'm bald. I was like, no, it's not. You still not have hair beyond your shoulders. Like, because <laughs> it was gonna be one of those things like she was gonna have short, but like it's gonna turn out to be super ha- sh- uh, cute haircut for her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just short, uh, the, almost the exact same style, just a little bit less. 
Yeah, they obviously just like took the extensions out and left her with her normal yeah, hairstyle. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you still look great. I don't know why you're upset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, if I had been growing out my hair for like probably years to get that length, oh, and yeah. then somebody chopped it off, I'd be I'd lose my mind. But yeah, I'd be. I could understand being plenty upset. I'd just be implicate the way she talks about it made it sound like it was so much worse. Oh, I know. And when you see the result, you're like, no, that's. I mean, be mad because that's super sick and sinister that your sister <laughs> snuck into the room in the middle of like, hair. But also, you know, recognize that you still have really great hair and plenty of. <laughs> she must be like a really heavy sleeper though, because she must have been cutting yeah. out her hair for a while. <laughs> And and the whole thing again, you know, she cut you know just on the sides where she was uh-huh. like you know, she must have like lifted her up and went around the back. <laughs> yeah, it's like how did you manage this? I don't even know. Yeah, but I really do picture like just dragging her out of bed and like putting her back in that sink that they wash your hair in, and, like <laughs> you know doing a shampoo, uh-huh. putting her under the hair dryer, and the sister just sleeping through it the whole time. So. I think that's the last thing before the parents sit them both down and admonish them for being so mean to each other. Right. And as the girls talk, the parents have a revelation that, oh, we see what's going on here. Um, Connor's in love with both of them because Cupid's their father. Daniel is actually the god Cupid. Uh, Yeah, like the movie's name, except it's 50 plus minutes in and this is the first time we're hearing about this and they're like what? so we do hear a bit about yeah we do hear a bit about their love story in the beginning their love story consists of mom driving into a tree and dad coming out of nowhere in the rain the way it's shot is they just start making out um in the like uh, in the wreckage, I guess you'd say. You know, it's pouring rain. The car is, it's like, uh, drove off the road into a tree kind of car accident. And the two of them are just kissing. And that's how they met one another. But even in that story, it's never implied that there's anything supernatural that happened. So if you didn't watch the trailer or the title wasn't a dead giveaway, here's your first revelation that there is anything special about Daniel at all. Except that, yeah. you know, there's coffee and works. <laughs> and they he doesn't even like explain to them at this point like I was a god and then I decided to turn mortal so I could be with your mom. Right. He like doesn't really explain it at all. He's just like, Yeah, I'm Cupid. Yeah, it takes them a while to ask what would be one of the obvious questions is did you force mom to fall in love with you? <laughs> and according to him, no. He fell in love with her apparently from a distance, like I guess he saw her in the accident saw her fell in love with her and crossed over or i don't know at some point he saw her crossed over and then maybe she had the accident and he just happened to be there whatever the case may be he makes it very clear that he didn't use his powers at all um because i thought that might have been the reason as well it's like he did use his powers for them to fall in love and then as he became mortal in the years passed it turned out they didn't have anything in common and that's why their relationship's not working but no it's just you know he works too hard and he doesn't chase her yeah um, I don't know if there's like a, a ton of information we need to give you about the magic just basically if they touch paper 
right. they imbue it's that almost paper. Anything, yeah, anything they want it to do, they can do, as long as it's <clears throat> lovely. You know, yeah. tor- the scene at the end of the movie where they make ice on a sidewalk so a man falls, mm-hmm. um, so his, the woman who has a crush on him can run after and make sure he's okay, um, which seems sort of the most difficult way to make that happen. Um, but they do that with their fingers. So, you know, it can make ice, it can um, put a love light potion candles. on it. Right, it can light candles. Uh, so they're, you know, got a tremendous amount of power, as it turns out. <laughs> but it has to all, like you say, be to get love related. to come together. Yeah. Oh, they can also alter their handwriting to look at, look like other people's handwriting. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. But again, it has to be a love note. It can't just be like, I don't know, a permission slip or something. (laughs) (laughs) I guess maybe it could be a permission slip if they were trying to slip out of school so that they could rendezvous with somebody. Right, or they could, you know, (laughs) I have to go on the zoo field trip because um, Tony and uh, Maria need to fall in love. So I need to be guessing Mm -hmm. that. But uh, they, they're they a little surprised by this, but it, the next scene happens and it's kind of like, oh, what? <laughs> right. They take know. it pretty in stride considering the fact yeah. that it's been revealed that um, they live in a monotheistic society, but it turns out that the reality is it's a, polythe- a polytheistic world. <laughs> you know, that there are in fact gods they've learned and mm-hmm. they are not plural. You know, and and their dad was one of them. Like all of those should be mind blowing things. Like, wait, so there is a pantheon, and that means that even if I don't like, even if they don't believe in God, we don't know what the religion is. There's none of that in this movie. But like, no. I've been raised in a society where I've been told over again that there is a God, if there is any. Uh, no, there's a bunch of them. And oh yeah, your dad was one of them. Like all of that would be like, wait a second. Total existential horror, but now they're fine with it. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that they'd be like, "Oh, can we go to Mount Olympus? Is that a thing we can do?" Or right, like, can do you we guys ever go there? Yeah. <laughs> or like, are there right. other kids that get by other gods? Does that or... mean? Does <laughs> that mean that guy in your wedding photos immortal? with the big white? Right. <laughs> Does that mean that guy with the big white beard in your? photos our grandfather is he <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> right yeah. is that Poseidon <laughs> also is that why great um, always gives me a dolphin for Christmas <laughs> is that Poseidon <laughs> so do they think that their dad's like an orphan like what what lies has he had to tell up to this point to make it right normal yeah he he's so yeah, either they've interacted with his with their aunts and uncles who are also gods, and he just never mentioned that, or they've never met any of his family, and he just told an elaborate story about like yeah, I don't have any family. Yeah, it just it feels like not that I want a ton of detail because this movie is more about them falling in love with Connor and falling out of love with Connor mm-hmm. than it is about like the pantheon of gods. But I feel like if if you're gonna have one of the people be a god, like you need to tell me some of the rules of this universe. Right. <laughs> they if don't for no other reason, then it would be fun. You know, it would yeah. be fun to have them ha- like realize, oh my gosh, you know, like you said, Grandpa Zeus, 
And I never knew, you know, you could have fun with this concept. Instead, it's just, well, yeah, I was a god. I'm not anymore. I don't do anything with it. I mean, I choose to be a matchmaker, but, like, I have no powers. I don't do anything special. I'm just immortal now. Um, a mortal, not immortal. Um, it just seems sort of like, well, that's a disappointing use of that concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, they kind of use magic in the moments where they need it. But mm-hmm. usually in like a superhero movie, like in something like Shazam, he's like, I wonder what I can do. And he starts to play right. and things go horribly wrong. There's nothing here where they're like trying out their powers. Yeah. And things they go seem right to have a good grasp of how like, to eh. use them. <laughs> like, there's never a moment where they're like, I wonder if I can do this. They just do stuff. You know, yeah. do, uh, early on, they do it subconsciously. They don't even know they're doing it. But once they know, there's never like a, can we, I guess the closest they get is she touches the paper and the handwriting changes. That's the sort of, yeah. the only something that they didn't know they could do that they do. But otherwise, they don't use it in a particularly spectacular way. And there's never a scene where they're like, well, how far can we go with this? Yeah. I mean, that's the story of this movie a lot is like, there's some really like weird or funny or interesting things they could do. Just never bother with. Nope. So now they know that Connor's only interested in them because of magic, because they're Cupid's daughters. Right. And then I guess they decide we'll go, the person who gets a yes first will go with him. Well, that was earlier when they oh, both that learned earlier. that they, the same guy was, they were interested in the same guy because they both got these yeses. They had this whole argument about, well, it's obviously the person who heard first. And so Lily is the first person who opened hers. But then Emma's like, yeah, but I got mine first. Dad brought it in with the si- when the 6 o'clock news was on. I just didn't notice it. Um, the decision they make is whoever he decides is what they'll do, and that'll be fine. We'll just deal with the results. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, and he he'll does, show up at one of the two houses, and right. that'll be the thing. And he does eventually choose. But the scene we see him before that, he doesn't seem to... Like the magic is clearly worn off, but also he seemed to have lost his entire personality. Like it's a very weird scene, as if he almost has a knowledge that he's been manipulated for the past several days. So I was wondering if the resolution he just said no to both of them, and that's how you know he was like, "How could you do this to me? I'm not interested in either of you." Or this was super weird. Don't do this to people. Uh, but no, no, he eventually makes a decision. It's just this one scene where he seems like. Um, sort of shell-shocked, I guess I'd say. Like, yeah. he, he interacts with them, but he doesn't say anything nice to either of them. He's sort of looking over their heads as he's talking to them, which might just be a camera issue. Um, yeah, but there's this sense that he's gone through something, <laughs> and he's sort of, like, processing it. Uh, <laughs> but that's the most we ever get. Yeah, he's just like, hey, have you seen my cousin? And they're like, yeah, he's over there. And he's like, all mm-hmm. right. And then he walks away, and you think that he's going to Okay. Pay them a compliment or be like, oh, so good to see you or something. But he, like, could not care less about either of them. And you're like, oh, he doesn't like either one of them. But it it turns out he does like Emma because he shows up at Emma's door to take her to the dance. Um, They, the twins before the dance, decide that the thing they need to focus on is trying to get their parents back together. Right. So that's when the handwriting thing comes up because they write each of their parents a note supposedly from the other saying 
I don't want to fight. They say in fancy language, but essentially, I don't want to fight anymore. It was my mistake. Can we just start it? And it seems like it's going to work. They set up this romantic dinner, or I don't know if there's going to be food. There are plates and there is wine, but there's no clear idea of how they're going to, like, since neither parent actually organized this, there's no idea where the food's going to come from. But anyways, it's set up as if a dinner in this there's candles, they make magic music, because there is no thing to play music. One of the sisters just closes her eyes, and there's, like, vaguely romantic music playing. Both parents show up. Uh, Dad leaves his phone at home. It seems romantic. And then, I forget which parent mentions it first, but one of the parents says, yeah, when you gave me this note. And the other parent said, what are you talking about? You wrote me a note. They both pull out their notes, and they realize the girls manipulated them. And then mom gets super upset because, but not at the girls. She gets just sort of globally upset. And she says, like, it was humiliating. Now he knows that, like, I chased after him or something. It's just a very strange, you know, like, I'm manipulated. But her reaction to it isn't like, you guys shouldn't have done that. That was, you know, dad and I are going to work this out or not work it out on our own time. Her thing is like, eh, now he knows I'm the more desperate one of the relationship or something. Mm-hmm. Also, was like he also was in the about this. You know, you also know that he showed up because of the note. So it seems like you guys are in the same place. In any case, again, he doesn't follow. And then, oh, that's the other thing. Her reaction is, well, if that's true, why didn't he follow? You know, if he wanted me, even though he didn't write the note, why didn't he follow me? Which is the second or third time we've gotten that. Wrong. Well, he showed up to the gazebo, didn't he? Right. Like- exactly. He's Neither interested. one of them seems to be able to process that part of it. <laughs> but she's like, well, I stormed off, and if I storm off, I need him to follow me. And it's like, well, right. if that's what you need, you need to tell him that that's what you need, because he won't know that. <laughs> right. Is this this? No, this scene comes later. Um, we'll, we'll get to that at the dance. There's a scene where he literally says to her, like, what do you want? And she gets pissed. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, but that's, no, not that's a good question. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. And right. What he's saying to you is, honest. right. What he's saying to you is like, I want to be with you. I want to be here for you in the way you want me to. I'm just, I, I can't figure it out. Please help me. And she takes yeah. it as like, well, he's not working hard enough. And I know that happens in real relationships oh, sure. and things like that. But in the movie, it's so galling because you've seen all the details. And you're like, just answer the question. <laughs> Being serious about it, help him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at this stage, this is the part where ninja movie, right? This is what? The part where she cries at the ninja movie that happens. Oh to me. yeah. Mm-hmm. Both daughters are watching this ninja assassin movie. Uh, a man appears to put his sword through someone's head, mm-hmm. and we don't. That part we just see him make this motion, and then I cut to the people on the couch, and uh, mom just starts crying. And that's when we get the ninjas have feelings too. Ninjas have feelings. Um, So the girls' next plan is they're not going to use magic, but they're still going to manipulate their parents. Mm -hmm. Which is like, not the. Like, your parents weren't upset because you used magic specifically. They were upset because you created a situation in which they both didn't understand what was happening. But the girls got from it like, oh, we just can't use magic. But we are free to lie and, you know. (laughs) way to getting back back together um and it's the the flyer for cur- um not curfew for um chaperoning right mm-hmm. is the, the, the next event dance, yeah yeah 
so, so they both give them to their parents. Mm-hmm. And they don't know the other parent is going to be one of the chaperones. And they show up to chaperone, right. and they see the other parents there, and they're awkwardly standing next to each other. Right. And I know they just had a fight, but also they're co-parenting with their children. You know, I come from a divorced family. And my mom and my father probably didn't get along very well at times, but they would do things like say, hey, Tim's got a baseball game this weekend. I'm going to be there. You can be there, right. too. Right. I just don't, I can't believe that they were, these girls were going to a dance, and neither parent was like, hey, I want to take pictures of them. What time can I come by? Or, you know, whatever the yeah. case may be. Instead, they just show up at the dance, and they're both like, oh, you're chaperoning? You guys didn't talk about this? This is, since they're seniors, this is their last Sadie Hawkins dance. And the, yeah. apparently the first one to with dates. You guys didn't care enough to, like, work out when you could do pictures, even if it wasn't going to be together, to say, hey, can they come to my dance and then yours or vice versa? I'm going to bring them to the dance because I'm chaperoning anyways. They have apparently have none of those conversations. It's I don't know. Funny. So permissive, like daughters just wander around the streets and just do whatever they want all the time. But <laughs> it's because they want to do the whole thing where wherever Connor shows up on the day of the dance is the right. uh, the way we know who's going to take us mm-hmm. to the dance or not. And like, really, you should have gotten an answer more definitely sooner. And they should right. have like gotten ready together and had photos together with their dates because like, they're still sisters and now they've yeah. buried the hatchet so yeah and also but they it's get just sort of like separately right what a jerk thing for connor to do not to give them a heads up because he doesn't know necessarily that they're not you know if he says yes to one the other one's still going to go or yeah. that either one counting on them being the one that chose for all you know they're pessimistic and they think like well he's not gonna choose me anyway so i'm not gonna bother getting my hair done when i wake up shows up at your doorstep in your pants but no he just assumes like this is gonna be cool this is gonna be fun (laughs) stupid connor i mean i know he's like love blitzed out of his mind for most of it but like at this point he should know yeah i should call ahead and then the parents are kind of stupid like they have to chaperone but there's no reason I don't think that they have to be there before the kids show up. And yet they both leave right. the house before their kids leave. Yeah. Yeah. And given this is a world where sex doesn't exist, this is fine because they don't have to worry about the kids. <laughs> but it's still very weird. You wouldn't want to be like, I want to meet this kid. I want to take Right. I want to meet him. I want to make sure you make the dance on time. So, like, yes. I'll give you a ride. Yes. Like, none of that seems to be the parents' concern at all. I want to be there. Before the dance starts, so I can case the giant. I don't know. (laughs) Do they have to help Uh, set up the chairs? I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're even needed, honestly, because there's a point where the principal basically tells them, I demand you dance for my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Not in so many words, but he's like, Oh, go ahead and dance with your beautiful wife. I've got this. I insist. It's fine. And it's like, Do you not? But the principal knows they're estranged. He does because there's the scene earlier where he corrects, where mom corrects him and says, "No, I'm not Mrs. I'm Miss." Oh. Now, so like he's got to know at least things aren't great, and they never no. arrive together, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And I don't know if he like, forgot no, or if I don't know. Maybe meddling. the <laughs> right. I was gonna say maybe the principal fast, uh, thinks he's a uh, matchmaker as well, and he's like, "I'm gonna get in there, and mix it up, <laughs> you two dance." Um, 
But because they dance, you figure, like, obviously they don't really need them that badly because they're free to apparently dance on the principal's command. (laughs) Right. Uh, So Connor shows up at Emma's house. Um, She's happy, obviously. Um, She also doesn't call her sister to give her sister a heads up. She just goes. That's a deleted scene, but also that would have been nice if you called your sister like, hey, I know this is what we talked about. I just want to check in one last time because you did show up here. Are you okay with me going? Uh, and then at their house, um, Elliot shows up. Mm-hmm. Knew he had a crush on. Um, and he, is that when he says, I hope to be your second best or something yeah. like that? Which is just, oh, Elliot, poor guy, come on. I know, that broke my heart. Can I at least oh, be your second best? And she's like, right. no. And he looks crestfallen because he thinks that she's She means saying, like, I'm not don't, interested, yeah. <laughs> don't even come around here. But what she's saying is, you're not second best. Right. Like, I do like But he him. knows he is. Like, you can't convince him of that because you've gone to high school <laughs> with him. You weren't interested in him. And you asked out his cousin the moment his cousin showed up. So he knows he's <laughs> choice. Like, you we'll can't. Our choice. <laughs> well, he's not second best, even though he is definitely second choice. <laughs> like, I but, like, you could say something like, I'm super excited go. about this or, yeah. you know, something like that. No. And even the way they're styled, you could feel like these are the, the second-tier couple, because as we already mentioned, she gets this yellow like picnic dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shows up in a brown suit. And I don't mean khaki. I don't mean tan. I mean <laughs> suit. And meanwhile, Connor has like, yeah, just a nice, you know, navy suit like a kid his age would have. But mm-hmm. poor Elliot has to wear, like, Julius color suit. And I, like, like I said, like, crayon box brown. <laughs> so, so you just feel like really putting their thumb on the scale you're like no this is the glamorous couple and this <laughs> these are the actors we don't really worry about that <laughs> well he has it's funny because they both match their dates really well for not having corresponded about what they're right wearing. for having no idea <laughs> yeah because like i think one has a purple tie to match the purple dress and the other one has a yellow tie to match the mm-hmm. yellow dress so they all like color coordinate yep. perfectly um which is pretty impressive considering yeah that worked out pretty well. Um, Lily and Elliot have a good time mm-hmm. as they're dancing, and Elliot says something super sweet, and Lily gives him a kiss, and yeah. uh, Emma. And then uh, Emma watches that and decides she can kiss her date now too. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, earlier it- they had a date. Uh, Emma and uh, Connor and he wanted to kiss her and she said not yet and I didn't know what that meant if she was afraid he was still under her spell if that meant that uh, she felt bad for taking Connor away from Lily or what that was right yeah or because he hadn't officially made a decision yet that she wasn't willing to till he did it's all of that's very unclear uh and that's it's not just the actress's fault it's also the script the script makes yeah, no effort the to script clarify. doesn't explain <laughs> but uh yeah now um, they're all kissing on their dates and they're having a good time right but meanwhile mom and dad however um are dancing together and he says like you're counting the minutes till the end of the song i can tell and she says no but it's completely unconvincing because in fact that is exactly what she's doing and she gets annoyed because they're on it and this is where he says what is it you want? And she gets angry with him. Like, you don't know. And then she storms off. Mm-hmm. 
the perfect time to say, what I want you to do is be more present or, you know, work less or even say, I want to be pursued. I want to feel like you're pursuing me again. Mm -hmm. I want more romantic gestures. Any of that, she just gets pissed that he would even ask. Uh, she takes off and then um, the girls notice that she takes off. So they have an emergency. They don't actually do anything, do they? They do. They, they, they go talk to Because there's dad. an emergency. That's right. They talk to dad. They're the ones and that convince like, him to go chase after, after him. Go after her. She literally is all mad that you didn't right. go after her the first time or the second time. Come on, dude. This is the thing that she wants you to do. Go after her. <laughs> right. And so. so there's a horse-drawn carriage out in front that looks sort of Cinderella-esque. Um, uh -huh. And he jumps on that and chases her down. And then he just lets the carriage go. Like, he doesn't pull up <laughs> alongside and hop in. No. He just jumps out. And the carriage just keeps going on its way. Parts yeah. unknown. Um, <laughs> and, and there's, like, three words to her. But the fact that he chased after her is all that she cares about. Oh, she asked him finally, what do you want? And he says, I want you. Which would seem to be obvious to everybody else up until this point. But he <laughs> said to her. And they kiss. This is this is when I it's yelled great. at the yeah. This is when I yelled at the TV. I want you, dumbass. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what have we been fighting about for the past several months? Did you not catch any of this? Did you not get it? I love you, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, they kiss, and then it's. Does it immediately cut to six months later, or do we see anything else at that point? Mm, I think it's six months later. Yeah. Yeah, it's six months later, and um, I'm sure it didn't happen this way, but it has the feel of they all went back to film some extra footage afterwards. They were like, oh, we don't really have an ending, guys. We need an uh, <laughs> epilogue. And Lauren and um, Brian Krauss were like, I'm not available. So we hear about <laughs> the parents, but they do not appear. Yeah. Um, so they are moving in on, it, it appears to be moving day at their new, they're going to college, they're moving in, which timeline works because chances are typically in February, uh, late August, early September, so it would be about six months later. However, Lily in particular is dressed as if it is December. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a hat on, scarf, as opposed to like hot, you know, late August. Um, yeah. And so they're unpacking the car and we learn that they're still with their prospective boyfriends, mm -hmm. or respective boyfriends rather. Lily says that Connor, or Lily says that Elliot is planning to transfer. Yeah. She just got off the phone with him. Which means he hasn't even attended a day of college and he's already decided, or, or the way she talks about it is he has already secured a transfer. <laughs> so I don't know if he's like transferring it, early they, in the school. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh. Because they say we're at college. Is, yeah, like school has started and they've like, gone away for the right. weekend to hang out with their parents and they've come back and so it's like september Maybe? october and then that's why later she's be. like you'll see connor at christmas break which is in december and christmas and break that right right long so maybe Far it's away. like yeah it's just a couple of months she says something yeah so maybe it's not move-in day right right so maybe yeah that, that might make sense so in any case um Lance made the decision he's going to move. Connor's apparently going to continue to go to school wherever he's going to go. Yeah. Uh, which Lily tries to present as, no, it's fine. My boyfriend's going to live here at college with me, and I'll see him all the time. 
but you'll see your boyfriend in a couple of months, and these are obviously equivalent. <laughs> they still have to long distance, you know, that's still yeah. an for them. Um, but anyways, so both are with their boyfriends, they both seem to have nice deals set up for themselves, and then they notice a man walking down the sidewalk, and there's a woman on the bench reading a book. Um, now, because the girls both still sort of look like they're 15, mm-hmm. the people who are walking look like absolute adults. So in comparison, they look significantly older. So it doesn't look like these are college students. It looks like these are just adults. <laughs> and, and so girl reading the book, uh, or the woman reading the books looks up and she like kind of makes googly eyes at this guy as he walks past. He doesn't notice. So this is when they put ice on the sidewalk so he falls and she can rush over. And then they look at each other and it's instant connection. But again, I maintain, this is a super unsafe way of doing this. You could have like broken the strap on the back so he had to pick you know, that would have been annoying, but he wouldn't have maybe hurt himself. You know, you didn't know that he was going to slip and just land on his side. He could have hit his head. Anyway, it's <laughs> I know magic that's not a big ice, deal. I just Tim. Magic ice never seriously <laughs> yeah. injures you. Real ice does. Magic ice well, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But And then they say a line, which is part of the reason I thought it was move-in day, too, was they say, I think I'm going to really like this place. Oh, which implies right. They've just you. gotten there. They're new. Right. And even, <laughs> or that they just haven't done any matchmaking since they've been there. I guess that could be the other thing. But they do it like as if it's a reflex. So it seems hard to believe that they wouldn't have tried something. Yeah. In any case, then it's into the credits, um, mm-hmm. which are interesting because there is a picture of Lauren Holly pregnant. Oh, I didn't even present you watching. Yeah, it appears to be present. Well, I was going to turn it off, and it just my kids had come into the room, so I was like uh-huh. half paying attention. And it's uh-huh. a photo Holly as she is now, because um, it comes after like the pictures. There's pictures of all of them back together, um, and the girls are you know their age as opposed to younger. There's a few other shots of like the parents playing around, and then it's a picture of Lauren Holly pregnant, which means she's pregnant with a child, and she uh, who she's going to have a newborn child, and her kids are going to be her. Our existing kids are going to be sophomores in high school or in college at this point. Wow. So the gap between her children is 19 years, which it I happens. guess can happen. <laughs> right. It's just a very funny way of portraying, like, they're back together again and they're happy. Like, there's a number of ways you could have told us that without showing that they were happy. Pregnant, like, having a baby. <laughs> you just really want to know. Don't worry, guys. Not only are they back together, but they are having frequent sexual encounters. <laughs> unprotected frequent sexual encounters <laughs> so don't worry because they are together <laughs> it's it, it, it isn't a parent trap thing in that it wasn't like they got they had the children and then immediately separated or to separate a year or two later it makes it clear the separation's been sort of recent for them yeah. so they did have 16 years or 17 years where they could have had another child and chose not to presumably not just because they fell out of love. Mm-hmm. So it's just very funny. Like, what meaning were they like, oh, and by the way, she's going to be pregnant in the last scene. And the executives <laughs> were like, well, I wasn't going to now, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting add-on to the story. Because, yeah. I mean, it's weird when you do any add-ons to the story during the credits. Because it's like, it's the credits. Right. So, like, give me a few yeah. pictures. Except for the very basic, like, 
right the first picture where it's them sitting on the couch together you're like oh great okay it did work out happy family I, I was pretty clear that's fine that's a good way to end the movie but then there are other pictures <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> you really have a, more of a story you want to tell and just couldn't for some reason so you threw it up in the credits <laughs> i guess all right um i guess we can rate this movie one to five stars for quality and one to five whatevers for uh mockability uh i don't know what <laughs> to use as the whatevers uh, uh, purple dust clouds magic fingernails purple magic dust clouds yeah purple I dust like that. In a sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it magic fingernails it is <laughs> all right so do you want to get us started sure or do you want me to start um i would say the quality is pretty low just because it's a pretty um low budget movie and the Mm-hmm. The story is a little thin, and I wish they filled out more of the right. supernatural stuff. But I thought all the actors mm-hmm. were, like, really charming in it. Like, I thought the girls were really sweet, yeah. and I was rooting for them the entire time. Yeah, I just, I feel like if I were a tween, that this might be the perfect thing to watch with my family or mm-hmm. with my fellow tweens at a sleepover. Right. Um, it's It's cute, and... Uh, uh, yeah, I just I think it's it's probably good for ten year olds. You know, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. the demographic they were going for when they made this movie, but you know, if I were a kid, right. I might really be into it. <laughs> so I'll I'll give mm-hmm. it like a, a three point five stars out of five. Uh, and in terms of mockability, okay. you know, there's the scene where they take a photo of themselves with a super old cell phone, and they have like a crystal clear photo. And I was like, I was around in those years. <laughs> You would not be able to identify those like people. Like, it did not look that way. Uh, also, it was fun to see, you know, everyone with super curly hair and, like, flat-ironed bangs and, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, just all that sort of fashion that just took me back to high school. And I was feeling pretty nostalgic for <laughs> all of that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought they did a good job of, like, as much as I wanted extra magic, like, because they had minimal uh, like special effects, none of the special effects looked too terrible except for the ice patch, mm-hmm. which looked pretty bad. <laughs> right. Um, and then there was the, the moped thing and the he's mine, which was kind of wacky. But I think I'll only give it like two purple or magic fingernails. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking more like a two and a half star. Um, you know, it, it is a movie in terms of um, quality. It is a movie that never felt cheap to me. Like, it's clearly low budget, but it never mm-hmm. felt, part because you, they didn't try, like, big stories with the magic or anything like that. It never felt like I was watching a movie that was way out ahead of its skis. You know, it's clearly three locations. Um, you know, they probably filmed it in a couple of weeks. Uh, most of their money probably went, honestly, to the two uh, adult actors there, Brian Krause mm-hmm. and, and Lauren Holly. But it never, there was, where I was like, man, this is super uh, cheap. You know, like the sets were fine and all that stuff. So in terms of quality like that, and like you said, the actors were winning enough. They had good chemistry. The sisters, I I, I mean, they go beyond fraternal twins. They look nothing alike. Um, Not at all. But <laughs> really, I thought they had nice sister chemistry, though. Like, I think this um, was their third movie. When they were nice to each other. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I wondered about that because I did briefly their filmographies and uh, they both work with the the director a couple of times but I didn't line them up side by side so I didn't notice if they had 
same movies in common. Um, so yeah, they had a nice sisterly chemistry. Um, and in terms of mockability, I might go more like three because there's some weird stuff at the edges. Like you said, you know, the mom maybe having some sort of substance. <laughs> um, how weird Connor is in terms Connor's of like when very he, weird. his behavior is just bizarre. Um, yeah, so but it's it's an earnest little movie, you know. It's um, you're right. It is very much a um, baby's first rom rom uh, romantic comedy. You know, you definitely <laughs> that. Um, if you sat down a girl who was you know, sort of had her first crush in school and her friends were in sort of the same place, that they'd get a kick out of it. You know, that it would mm -hmm. be because the the characters in it are older. But they act younger, yeah. Uh, but not so young as they're acting like middle schoolers. So it is that you know, at least when I was that age, you always wanted somebody who was slightly older or you know mm -hmm. doing things that out of your range when you were watching like that. And so you know, in the same way, it's nothing that would be salacious to a kid who was eleven, but it's enough that would be like, oh, they kissed and they have no rules at all. Like they have total freedom. It yeah. definitely has the feeling of an 11 year old who has their first crush, what they imagine it's like to be in high school, to go to dances, to have fun with friends. It's like we have big parties and we skip class and it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> and I get to dance really close to him and it's great, you know? So I, I think, you know, in that way it's, um, it, it's sweet and, and it's earnest and, well, I, I wouldn't, you know, if somebody came to me and said, my daughter is having friends for a sleepover and they want a movie. I'd say, yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. Even though, like, there's, there's some weird gender stuff, there's nothing in it that's, like, really uh, too problematic or anything in there. Right. And in a way, like, I think it bothered me more how casual they were with the gender stuff, but I think a kid who is that young, it's going to skip over them because it is so casual, you know, because yeah. they don't really engage with it at all. I don't think it's one of the things that they're really going to notice. Right, right. They're just going to be like, oh, cute boys and prom right. dresses. Like, yeah, I, I, I right. think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to uh, thank you for being on, Tim. Well, thank you. I uh, I think we did better this time than was the last time we watched the one with all the murder that turned out to be, like, <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> I think that was two times ago, but yeah, that was okay. <laughs> so I think we did a bit better this time. <laughs> yeah, this is as much of a palate cleanser as, as possible after that. Yes. <laughs> uh, can you tell the good people where they can find you? Absolutely. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Ungaje. That's U N G A J J E. Um, as noted, I am. Uh, I write for thespool.net, and I'm also their social media manager, so you can follow them at thespool on Twitter and on Instagram. At Ungaje is also my Instagram handle, but it's mostly like pictures of my kids and my dog, so I'm not sure how interesting that will be for people. Um, uh, yeah, that's the best, um, especially the spool. You know, um, I've been there over a year now. It's been running for a couple of years. Uh, we really want to hit a million hits this year. We seem like we're in good shape to do so. Um, so we'd love to have you come and check out. It's you know movies, television, um, reviews, commentary, the whole nine. So we'd love to have you check it out. And I think uh, almost everybody will find something they're interested in there. Awesome. 
Well, uh, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. You can follow follow the show at NABM Podcast. And I'm looking at the sticky notes on my computer where I keep this information. It's (laughs) loading very slowly. So let me continue talking. Okay. Um, If you want a (laughs) shout out... (laughs) You can uh, give on Patreon.com and search for Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. There is some bonus material there from 2019. Um, technically, I should be updating it more. I am not. The you know world is a hellscape, <laughs> so just give me a break. Uh, at NABM Podcast, you can follow on Twitter, uh, not another bad movie, podcast.libsyn.com, L I B S Y N, is where all your non podcast listening friends should check out the show. If you have a friend who already listens to podcasts, just send them to all the usual spots. And if you want to email the show, you can, not another bad movie, podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, yeah, we love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.